0: Well, hello, brothers and sisters, I'm glad to be with you for a brand new week of teaching. We're talking about this week, we're going to talk about spiritual warfare. Brothers and sisters, I come to tell you in the name of Jesus Christ that you have the victory. And your victory is in the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that you give me utterance to bring forth the spirit of wisdom and revelation, Lord, to instruct, to teach, To edify, Lord, to make known the mysteries of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah, in the name of Jesus Christ. Let's go to Luke, the 10th chapter. And let's start at the 17th verse. Help me, Holy Ghost. Help me, anointing. And the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. They was happy about it. The 70 that Jesus sent out, when they returned unto Jesus, they, they was happy because they discovered that they had authority over the devil, that demons, devils, had to do what they told them to do through the name of Jesus Christ verse 18 it says and he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. behold, I give unto you power to tread upon tread on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Somebody say, I have the power to tread on serpents and scorpions. Say it again. Say, I have power to tread on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy. Say that again. Say, I have power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Say this. Say, I am a child of God. Say this. Say, I am accepted in the beloved. Say this. Say, I am greatly loved by the Lord Jesus Christ. Say this. Say, I am greatly beloved by the Father. Say this. Say, I am a child of the Father in heaven. Say, God is my very own Father, and I am his very own child. So Jesus has given unto you, brothers and sisters, authority over demonic serpents and over demonic scorpions. These descriptions of these devils, serpentine spirits, That's the personality of some spirits. They act like serpents and scorpions. You know, that's the shape of them in the spirit realm, or their their personality or the way they behave. Scorpion, spirits of fear. Serpentine, spirits of pride. This is the way they act in the spirit realm. Now, Jesus has given you authority over these demonic powers. Verse 20, it says, notwithstanding in this, rejoice not. So we don't have to rejoice, but we need to know we have it. Don't rejoice that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Now your names are written in heaven. Now why did Jesus give us authority over demonic powers? You know, in Mark the 16th chapter, it says these signs, shall follow them that believe. And the first sign sign in names in the 16th chapter mark, in my name shall they cast out devils. You know that's the first one in name, that you shall expel demons, that you shall drive the enemy, the spiritual enemies out of your home, out of your job, out of your neighborhood, out of your city, out of your state, and out of your country. I think we should start on the lower level, first and then learn how to do that, see results in that, and then begin to expand your horizons. You know, uh, a guy went to a church with me back in the day. He had a vision, it's probably about 2007, 2008. He had a vision that it was a big pandemic, and the uh, the centers, the Atlanta, it was in Atlanta, the Centers for Disease Control. Was having a big hubbub. It was it was a mess. It was attacking the whole country, the whole world, and they didn't have the cure for it. It wasn't nothing they could do. And it was a big panic. And when this coronavirus thing started, I, I called him, I texted him, I said, Man, that vision came to pay he me, back. You remember that? I remembered it. I made a mental note of it. Well, doing when he was telling the vision, he said the only people had the cure was the ministers, the children of God. It don't have to be ministers, it's the children of God. We have the cure. Hallelujah. Because we are a partaker of God's divine nature. Say this, say I am a partaker of God's divine nature. Do you believe that? Say it again. Say, I am a partaker of God's divine nature. Do you know what a divine nature is? It's somebody that's supernatural. They can't. They don't get sick. They don't just die. They multiply. You know what I mean? Like um, Daniel and Shadrach, uh, Meshach and Abednego. Uh, I could call them by the other names. One of those names was Mishael, Hananiah, and Azariah, and Daniel. They didn't die. They, they was bound and threw in fire, and fired. they didn't die. Daniel was through in the lines, and he didn't die. You know, the people knew they was different. They said, in them is the spirit of the gods. They knew that it was something about these guys. They were not normal. Why? Because they were partakers of God's divine nature. The power of God is on the inside of you, and you are a partaker of God's divine nature. Say it one more time. Say, I am a partaker of God's divine nature. Now, the reason I have you say these confessions, because you'll have what you say. You'll believe what you say. You are what you say. You cannot separate a man from his words. If a person refuses to say these biblical confessions, it's because the wrong spirit is operating in you. If it's a hesitancy, within you to say these confessions, are you just daydreaming and you hear me saying, say this confession and you won't say it and it's rooted in the word is because the wrong spirit is working on the inside of you. But in the name of Jesus Christ, I expel the spirit of antichrist out of you. It com- It comes out now in the name of the Lord Jesus. I command the spirit of antichrist. I command the spirit of suspicion. I command the spirit of anti Christ, anti word, every demonic power to depart from your intellect, to uncoil out of your spirit. Every serpent and every scorpion I commanded to leave you now in the name of the Lord Jesus. Well, it was a lady, one, uh, I was running, um, you know, Brooklyn Field. And this lady asked me, she said, she didn't even know I was a minister, I don't think. I never talked to her about the Lord. I just delivered the mail. And she, you know, evidently she, she was upset because her husband was on a ventilator. And she asked me, she said, keep my husband in prayer, kind of like a passing comment. Well, I said, well, what's his name? She told me his name. I said, I don't have a prayer list. I I, uh, I pray right now. You know, I, I don't have a prayer list or a prayer box, and I just pray right then. And I said, we called his name. I said, put your hand on my hand. I said, in the name of Jesus, we command that coronavirus to leave him now. And I called his name in the name of Jesus. That man got healed, ripped ripped that tube out of his mouth and all that, got off of that ventilator. The doctors was astonished. The nurses was astonished. And that guy got healed, got well, and he then went back to work. It was about a month and a half ago. What I want to tell you, brothers and sisters, You have authority over any virus. You have authority over serpents and scorpions and over all the demonic power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you, according to Luke 10 and 19. I have a lot to say, but I'm out of time. Be blessed. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a great day. Hello, brothers and sisters. I'm glad to be with you once again on this Tuesday. We're talking about spiritual warfare. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this opportunity to minister the Holy Scriptures. I bless those that are hearing my words. I release strength upon them, Father. I pray that you strengthen them in their inner man, cause their spirit to come alive, cause their spirit, Lord, to be excited and blessed, and cause that blessing and that excitement to transfer into their bodies, for they are a partaker of your divine nature. Cause the divine spirit of God, your Holy Spirit, Father, to awaken their spirit, to awaken their body, to regenerate their bodies, cause healing to manifest, cause all their cells to be in proper order, to work properly, cause their mind and their intellect to be quick, sharp, fast, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Well, let's go to uh, Mark, the 16th chapter. And uh, let's start. At the 12th verse, it says, After that, he appeared in another form unto two of them as they walked and went into the country. Now, I wanted to read that particular verse because I want you to understand that Jesus was appearing to people in different forms after he had risen from the dead. And that was a precursor to what he was going to do when he filled us with his spirit, which is called the Holy Spirit. You know, in the Old Testament, God would do that also appear in different forms. One place he, up, he, he would appear as a flame and fire at night and then a cloud during the day. He appeared as angels. One place he was talking to Abraham. You know what I mean? In the, the orphanage of a man. So God loved to, loves to hide behind skins. And the skins he is hiding behind is you. Because you are a partaker of his divine nature. And the works that God did, you shall do also in greater works. Because he's here now in you in spirit form. That's why you have divine ability on the inside of you. Say this. Say, I have divine ability on the inside of me. Say this, say, greatness is on the inside of me, which makes me great. Say it again, greatness is on the inside of me, who makes me great. Say it again, greatness is on the inside of me, who makes me great. We say, well, where do you get that from, Brother Derek? Well, I get it from First John, the fourth chapter, when it said, "Greater is He that is in you than He that is in the world." Greater was the Spirit of God in Daniel than the Spirit of the devil that was in the in the people that was around him. Did you know that Daniel and uh, Hananiah, Mishael, and uh, and uh, Azariah? Did you know that they prospered even though? Israel enemies took over the country, they still prospered. Why? Because they were not citizens of only Israel. They were citizens of heaven. See, we're not citizens just citizens of the United States. See, the United States could, could be infiltrated by wicked leaders, which would make the country evil. Well, but we're not citizens only of the United States, which we are citizens of this country. We are citizens of heaven. If the Russians or the Chinese took over, we would still be citizens of heaven. And if we let the Holy Spirit dominate, just like Daniel and his companions let the Spirit of God dominate in them, we would be successful no matter where we are. We could go to Russia and be successful. We could go to Ukraine and be successful. We could go to China and be successful. We could go to uh, wherever. Japan, anywhere around the world, I would make it. I would would uh, succeed. Why? Because the Spirit of God is on the inside of me. The Spirit of God is on the inside of you. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And wherever you go, you're going to take the Spirit of God with you. When Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, well, I should say Meshael, Hananiah, and Azariah, when they got through with those boogers, those boogers was worshiping God. They made one king worship God, the next one worship God, and then the third one that came in worship God. Read the book of Daniel. I've been reading a lot of it, and I and I noticed that God highlighted that on my spirit. They they tried to kill him a few times, and every time what God would do, he'll, he'll show them that he was God through them. See, God is working through you. Now, we we still talking about spiritual warfare. I'm just laying a foundation. God says he Now, it says that he appeared to them in another form. And in verse 13, we have Mark 16 and 13. It says, and they went and told it unto the residue. Neither believed they them. Afterward, he appeared unto the eleven as they sat at meat and upbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart. You know, upbraided don't mean he talked to them nice. Upbraided means he rebuked them. He was counseling them concerning why they wouldn't believe. See, why you believe you're going to get sick? Why you believe you're going to die? Why you keep forgetting that you have authority? Why you won't dominate the devil? See, he was upbraiding them with the unbelief and hardness of heart because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. Now, I'm upbraiding some of you now, and I'm asking you, why are you so fearful? Jesus will ask them that. Why are you so fearful? Why why are you acting like that? Why are you acting so fearful? So what I'm trying to tell you, brothers and sisters, that God has given you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And one of the powers you have authority over is sickness, diseases, viruses. According to uh, uh, Psalms 91, no evil shall befall you, neither shall any plague come near your dwelling. Now in verse, we still read it at Mark 16, at verse 15, it reads as follows. It says, and he said unto them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth." And is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. Now, I'm gonna get off the subject a little bit. If you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and is baptized, the Bible plainly says right here that you shall be saved, right? It says that he don't believe who who he that believeth not on the Lord Jesus Christ shall be what? Damned is no leeway. is no way out. It is what it is. Now, some men will try to tell you you got to believe and. You can't wear this. You can't go here. You can't do this. That's not how it works. Now, you do need to l- learn the word of God to know what's, what's God, how God wants you to live. But some people like to teach also that there's many ways to God. It's not. If you don't believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you shall be damned. Now, this is the part I was getting to. Verse 17. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Now, it don't say it'll only follow the ministers. It don't say it'll only follow them that been in the law for 40 years. It follows them that believe. That believe what? That believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. What else? That believe that the signs shall follow them. You know, you gotta believe that the signs follow you. <laughs> That's why Jesus was upbraiding them earlier because of their unbelief. If you don't believe that you can cast out a devil, you can't. You know what? If they selling dope round the corner, I can stop that. You can stop that. You know how you do it? You say I bind the spirit of drug selling and drug addictions round the corner, and in the name of Jesus Christ, I disallow that in my neighborhood. I dominate this. I have authority. And wickedness is not allowed around the corner for me and my neighborhood. Get out of here in the name of Jesus. <clears throat> and you keep coming against that. That junk got to go. You casting out the devil. That's all it is. Now, you can cast it out of people. You can cast the spiritual principality that's dominating out of your neighborhood. Guess what? You can You can cast it out of your city. Cast it out of your state. And you can cast it out of your country. But we need a large number of Christians actually practicing warfare to intensify the power. A lot to say. Out of time. Be blessed. Hello, brothers and sisters. I'm glad to be with you. I bless you. I pour the blood of Jesus Christ upon you. I release the spirit of adoption upon you. I release the spirit of love upon you, the spirit of favor upon you, the spirit of peace. Let it rest upon you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to the master. Glory to the Lord Jesus. Let's go to Acts the 16th chapter. And let's start at the 16th verse. Acts 16 and 16. And it came to pass. As we went to prayer. A certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. Now, a spirit of divination, you know, I see signs up on Schillinger Road. Sometimes, ride right over the fold, I see signs up advertising or uh, come get your palms read, or come get a reading. What it is is you got certain people. They're operating by a spirit, but this spirit is not the Holy Spirit. It's a familiar spirit. These spirits have information because it's a whole spiritual realm independent of this natural realm. And they, they know you. They follow you around. Just like you, that's why you have to have angels. That's why God assigned angels to us to, to hold back the influence of these demonic principalities, these demonic powers that are in the atmosphere. That's why you have to pray. Well, it was a lady, you know, that just like we have the Bible, you have witchcraft workers that they have their books. They have their words that they speak to release their spells. We have our words that we speak to release our blessings. Do you know people uh, practice that stuff and they're dedicated? Sometimes they're more dedicated than the Christian. That's why we have to get dedicated with our confessions. Yeah, just like they can read and and they understand the power of words. They release words actually to to do their craft, and we have to release words to do our godly uh, blessings, our godly warfare. So we're actually in a spiritual warfare. The spirit realm responds to words, whether it be the words of of God, the words of uh, um, the revealed will of God, or it be the wrong words, it's your words. Hallelujah. So you got a lady, you know, in the 16th verse, uh, in the 16th chapter of Acts, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us which brought a master's much gain by Susan. The same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. Now, this lady, speaking by a wrong spirit, recognized that the spirit that was in God, Paul was the spirit of God. Now, one time before I got born again, I was hanging out with the with this guy. Uh, it was, it was three of us riding the car. We went over to these women's house, right? We walked in. I ain't know where they was going. Some, some woman, this guy knew. We walked in, you know, this was before I was born again, I used to drink. The woman read, the guy who was with me read his palm, read the other guy palm. You know, I ain't never, I grew up in the church, so I wouldn't agree to that anyway. And she looked at me and shook her head No. You know, I didn't pay much attention to it. Well, when we was riding off, he asked me, he said, did she read your poem? I said, no. He said, I wonder why not? Well, the only thing I can come up with, because I was raised up in the Lord, and because it was a prayer, knowing probably from my mother, my grandmother, different ones over me, and I was raised up in the Lord, probably had said some good confessions growing up. She knew by the Spirit not to mess with me. But she read those other two guys' p- uh, poems. I don't believe they grew up under the same spiritual condition that I grew up with. I mean, understand what I'm saying. So she recognized that she wasn't allowed to read my poem. Just like the devil recognized that you are not allowed to be tampered with. You remember in, in Luke, the 10th chapter, where it says, behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Don't forget that part. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. Don't be scared of the devil. Don't be scared to cast him out. Don't be scared to conduct spiritual warfare. I remember a spirits Christian told me when I was a baby Christian, he said, oh, you know, you got to be careful before you come against this spirit because whoo, woo." No, nah, the Bible say nothing shall by any means hurt you. Cast out. The devil. A baby Christian got power over the devil. Are you hearing me? A baby Christian have power over the devil. Now, how you do it? You recognize whatever that personality is. If somebody's in your house operating in a spirit of anger, the spirit of stealing, or stealing, if thieves keep coming in your yard and stealing from you, say in the name of Jesus Christ, I'm a child of God. The thieving spirit, the, the stealing spirit will not enter my yard in the name of Jesus Christ. No man steals from me in the name of Jesus Christ. Go ministering spirits and stop them from stealing from me. The angels of the Lord are the ones that carry out that divine word. Now, at verse 17, it said, the same followed Paul and us and Christ, saying, These men are the servants of the most high God. Will show unto us the way of salvation. And this did she many days. But Paul being grieved, he got tired of it. You need to get tired of it. Turn and said to the spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. That's how you do it. I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. Practice that. Say, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out. Say it again. I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to leave. And he came out the same hour. I don't know if the spirit came out right then. It says the same hour. It don't say immediately. So Paul could have said that and went on about his business. Then eventually the spirit came out because the angels will come and do what they got to do. How I many understand what I'm saying? You When Jesus cast the demons, out, the legions out, if you'll read it carefully, it'll say, because, uh, it'll say that when the devil saw him, They said, have you come to torment us before the time? And it says because he had been commanding them to come out. He was already conducting warfare before he got where the guy was. I don't know if it was in the Mark or version of it. You got different versions in the gospel. But one version said he was already conducting warfare. It said because he had already been saying come out. Now, let me keep going. So when you get a command, whether you see a manifestation right then or not, the spiritual condition of that place, of that person, or whatever you're praying about is going to change. And I will counsel you to keep conducting warfare on a daily basis if possible until you see the condition change. Hallelujah. Don't don't get tired of warfare. I'm going to show you why. I'm going to keep reading. At verse um, 19, it says, And when a master saw that the hope of their gains were gone, they caught Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace unto the rulers, <clears throat> and they brought them to the magistrates, saying, "These men, being Jews, do exceedingly trouble of our city, and teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe, being Romans. The custom is to cast out devils, and the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates rent off their clothes and commanded to beat them." And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. Who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in stocks. Now listen closely. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. Now this is a different form of warfare. One part of the warfare, he was saying, come out. The another part of the spiritual warfare, he was praying and singing praises. And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundation of the prison was shaken, and immediately all the doors were open, and everyone's bands were loose. Hallelujah. Now you'll have to read the rest of it because I'm, I'm running a long time. But you see what their warfare and their spiritual warfare and praise and worship and all that did? They was casting out devils. They was praying and worshiping God. And majestic things begin to happen. I got a lot to say, but I'm out of time. Be blessed. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Hello, brothers and sisters. I'm glad to be with you once again on this Thursday to talk about spiritual warfare. I bless you, and I I command you to be strong and courageous in the name of the Lord Jesus. Be strong and be courageous in the name of Jesus Christ. I pour the blood of Jesus Christ upon you. I say that you are strong and courageous. Now say this. Say, I am strong and I am courageous. Say it again. Say, I am strong and I am courageous. Now I want you to say this, brothers and sisters. I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me from within. Say it again. Say, I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me from within. You know why I say from within? Because the spirit of God is on the inside of you. He is strengthening you from the Holy Spirit that is within you. Prayer is a form of spiritual warfare. Psalms 103 says that the angels hearken unto the voice of God's word, right? Uh. Luke 10 and 19 says he's giving you authority over over demonic powers and they cannot hurt you, right? So we know in these two things. Let's read the 12th chapter of Acts and let's teach out of that today. We're talking about spiritual warfare. Acts, the 12th chapter, and that verse 1, it says, Now, about that time Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church. Now, I'm gonna tell you right now, it's not gonna end well for this rascal. Oh, he gonna vex the church. You know, I ran across people through the years. You know, they, they, they. You know, I worked with tyrants and different ones. But it's something. Some of them, they especially want to do something to it when they find out you' born again. Ooh, they get excited. They, I'm, I'm a, I'm gonna tell a lie on the preacher. I'm a, I'm a fight a preacher. I'm gonna talk about the preacher. They'll love that. You ever you ever seen people like that? Let's let's tell a joke about the preacher. Let's laugh at the preacher. Let's do something to preach it. And they'd be, like, Oh, I love to hear that. Oh, let's, let's let's oh he called himself saved. Well, Herod, he wanted to vest, vex the church. Verse two it says and he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. Now they only they did this in the old testament. God was messing with David like that and it didn't end well with him neither. So be careful, brothers and sisters, how you treat your other brothers and sisters. Verse 3 it says, And because he saw it pleased the Jews. I told you, they wanted to see this. That pleased them. He proceeded further to take Pete also. Then were the days of unliving bread. And when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison, locked up the preacher, and delivered him to four. Tys of soldiers to keep him intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. Peter therefore was kept in prison listen closely but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him you know uh I go to life church and if you want to know uh, the website, you can go to Life church Mobile. that's one word, LifeChurchMobile.com, or Life-Church.org. Well, my church basically is an apostolic sending center. What I mean by that, they have missionaries all over the world. They send people all over the world. Well, when, when Brother Scotty and Brother Andrew, different ones, when they go to minister overseas, they used to come to the Sunday school. You know, we have Sunday, we might have like four or five different Sunday school classes. And they'll have a list. You sign up for an hour. So if they're going to be gone for a week. Somebody will take every hour of the day so that prayer would be made for them without ceasing. Yes. Why? What? Where, where is that teaching coming from? Me being a student of the Word, I already knew it. I knew it came from this right here, what I'm reading to you. So... When you read the Bible and practice the Bible, the same result they got in the Bible, you'll get now, because there's not no such thing as Bible days and nowadays days. All of us Bible, we still in Bible days right now. You ever heard people say, "Well, in the Bible days, now we do it now." I lay hands right now and get you healed. to cast. you know what I mean? That this can happen today. You know, brothers and sisters. You have the power of God in you. If somebody asks you to pray for them to be healed, if you'll pray, they're gonna be they're gonna get healed because they are obeying the word. The Bible says, if any be sick, let them call for the elders of the church. Like I told you the other day, when that lady asked me to pray, her husband got healed because she obeyed scripture. Even if she didn't know she was obeying it, she did. The Bible says, if any be sick, let them call. Not me go volunteer to go. Now we'll do that. But You know you're going to get it when you're following Scripture protocol. Let them call for the elders of the church. So, you know, let's keep chopping away. So Peter, therefore, was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. And when Herod would have brought him forth the same night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains and the keepers before the door kept the prison. Now, brothers and sisters, if you got something going on, keep praying about it. Binding and loosing That's another teaching. I probably need to hit that tomorrow. That's a form of spiritual warfare, binding and loosing. You bind the evil spirits, and you loose the angels. Well, let's keep going. Verse 7, and behold, the angel of the Lord came. Hold up, did I read verse 6? And when Herod would have brought him forth the same night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, Bound with two chains, and the keepers before the door kept the prison. And behold, an angel of the Lord came upon him. Now what made the angel of the Lord come? Their prayer was being made without ceasing. So God answered their prayer by sending an angel. And behold, an angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison. And he smote Pete on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise up quickly. And his chains fell off from his hands. And the angel said unto him, "Gird thyself, and bind on thy sandals." And so he did. And he said unto him, "Cast thy garment about thee, and follow me." And he went out and followed him. And was not that it was true, which was done by the angel, but thought he saw a vision. When they were past the first and the second wall, they came unto the iron gate that leaded unto the city which opened to them of his own accord. Y'all, ain't know they had uh, automatic doors back in them days like the grocery store did. And they went out and passed on through one street, and forthwith the angel departed from him. The angel did exactly what they was praying for. Listen closely. And when Peter was come to himself, he said, Now I know of a surety that the Lord have sent his angel, who have delivered me out of the hand of Herod, and from all the expectation of the people of the Jews. Now, spiritual warfare has something to do with prayer, has something to do with singing, sending forth of angels. Glory. Hallelujah. I we was talking about angels last week. But your prayer, your constant intercession is going to get the job done, and God is going to get the job done by sending angels. The same way he sent angels to Daniel, uh, Hananiah, Azarel, and Mishael. God is going to send an angel to get you out of trouble when you dare to pray and practice spiritual warfare. Hallelujah. And when he had considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. How many were gathered together praying? Many. And as Peter knocked at the door of the gate, a damsel came to hearken, named Rhonda. Rhoda. And when she knew Peter's voice, she opened not the gate for gladness, but ran in and told how Peter stood before the gate. And they said unto her, Doubt, art mad. But she constantly affirmed that it was even so. Then they said, It is his angel. But Peter continued knocking, and when they had opened the door, they saw him, they were astonished. Now they were praying and even believe that God had answered. But God answered prayer. Whether well, you if you have dare do the warfare, he'll keep answering. And I'm I'm almost out of time. But at the end of the thing, it says that Herod, he was in royal apparel. He sat on his throne and he gave a speech. And they said, it's the voice of a God. And he said, immediately the angel of the Lord smote him. Because he gave not God the glory. He was eaten of worms and gave up the ghost. So God avenged them of King Herod and he delivered them by prayer and spiritual warfare. Be blessed. Hello, brothers and sisters, glad to be with you on this Friday. I hope you're having a good week, and I bless you to have a great weekend, an outstanding weekend, a weekend full of joy and peace. May God's favor and mercy be upon you, for his mercy endure forever. Hallelujah, may his grace and peace be multiplied upon you, in the name of the Lord Jesus. We're talking about spiritual warfare, and this day I'm going to talk about binding and loosing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's go to Matthew, and this this is the highlight of what I teach. This is what I practice the most of. This is how you get the job done. If you ever want to get back at the enemy, if you ever want to really dominate the enemy, learn this simple teaching on binding and loose. Matthew 16 and at verse 15. And he said unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood have not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say unto thee, That thou art Peter. And upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Are you listening? The gates of hell shall not prevail against you. You are the church. You are the body of Christ. The gates of hell shall not prevail against you. Be lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the king of glory has come in to you. Listen closely. At verse 19, it says, and I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. See, whatever you bind on earth, bind means to tie up. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. God is going to back you up. Because you are his body. You are the body of Jesus. You are a partaker of his divine nature. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against you. You are the church. When it says not prevail against it, it's talking about you. The gates of hell shall not prevail against you after you have practiced binding. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. You know, your angels always behold the face of the father, right? When you lose angels, they're going to be loose. They are your warfare soldiers in the spirit realm. They are ministering spirits sent to minister for them, not to them, for them who are the heirs of salvation. If you want to know what that is, that's in Hebrews, the first chapter and at the 14th verse, I believe. I know it's in the first chapter of Hebrews, but the angels are sent to minister for you. See? So when you bind a demon, that angel going to come and tie him up, stop his power from manifest and carry him away from there. When you loose the angels, like I've been praying over my neighborhood, Father, in the name of Jesus, give you an idea how I do it. I bind every Illuminated prince that's trying to operate in my neighborhood. And I might list whatever I think, feel in my spirit. I bind the spirit of drug selling. I bind the spirit of drug addiction. I bind the spirit of confusion and strife in the homes. Glory, hallelujah, I bind the spirit of stealing and murder. I bind every demonic power, witchcraft it will not operate in my neighborhood, then I call a few surrounding neighborhoods, you know, preferably a three-mile radius, three to a five-mile radius is where you have your authority. You know, you you might have more than that. You just have to discern it, okay? So you bind the demonic principalities that's trying to operate in your neighborhood or, or on your jaw, or in your home. The name of the spirit is whatever the personality of that spirit. If it's pornography going on, you say, I bind the spirit of perversion. That's trying to operate in my home. If it's uh, a cursing, I bind the spirit of blasphemy. That's trying to operate in my home in the name of Jesus. Always putting the name of Jesus on there. Now, don't leave out the name of Jesus. Because in my name, you should cast out devils. And that name is Jesus Christ. So don't leave that name out of there. But when you bind him, when you say that that angel, you might not be able to see him come, but he's coming, cause you just you you just prayed in the name of Jesus. You bound that spirit in the name of Jesus, and it's gonna come. And you keep praying that, and you're gonna see that spirit stop manifesting. He's gonna stop operating. You could do this praying over children. You know, a lot of lot of people suffering from rejection. I intended on getting on that this week, but I you know ran out of time. But rejection, you know, in uh, Ephesians 1 and 6, it says that you are accepted in the beloved. And in the verse before that, in the first chapter of Ephesians, it says you've been adopted into the family of God. Well, most people join gangs or or, or turn to homosexuality or, or join sororities or whatever they join up with. They're looking for people who love them. They have rejection, most of them, from parents, from the father, rejection from school people. When rejection is there, it builds a demonic personality into a person. Most people that are acting a fool or having uh, character issues or personality uh, dysfunction, it's because they don't know their true identity. And the demonic spirit that is operating is a spirit of rejection. So you'll call your son, daughter, husband, wife, Mom, dad, best friend, you'll say, I bind the spirit of rejection that's operating in such and such. And I cast it out in the name of Jesus Christ. And I loose within them the spirit of adoption, the spirit of agape love, the spirit of acceptance, adoption. Adoption means they are accepted. And the spirit of love. You bind that on a daily basis and you loose that on a daily basis and you'll see that person's personality change how long is it going to take, brother King? I don't know. But if you're willing to pray, you know, they pray round the clock for Peter. If you're willing to walk for that person, I guarantee, write it down. Make a journal of it. I, I bet, I guarantee, I done did this. I guarantee you're going to see a change. If you're willing to pay the price, to pay the price is only to pray. Are you willing to pray? See, whatsoever you shall be bound on earth shall be bound in heaven. See? So that's on the individual level, because some stuff are personal. You don't want to let everybody in on what you're doing. God might have you doing that personally. How many understand that? Matthew, the 18th chapter, and at the 18th verse, Verily I say unto you, Whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. He's saying the same thing again. But on this one, listen to this. In the 19th verse, it's Matthew 18. I was at the 16th chapter of Matthew 9 and the 18th chapter. It said, again, I say unto you, that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Now, God has called you to be a warrior. Now, we remember in the book of Acts, well, it was a lot of them gathering, praying, right? And because it was a lot of them praying, it intensified the anointing. God sent an angel and got that got Peter right out of prison. Why? Because when you can get more people on one accord, it intensifies the anointing. Now, one person can do a lot. Elijah shut up the heavens by himself, but if you could get more than one person on there, it's going to make the anointing even stronger. Because one uh, uh, can take care of 1,000 demons, but two can take care of 10,000. It magnifies the power of God by 10. How many understand that? You get a bunch of people in unity, boy, the devil going to have a fit. But you don't have to have a bunch of people. One person can do a lot of damage. So, brothers and sisters, bind the evil spirits and loose the good spirits. Get started in spiritual warfare because you've been drafted. You, you, well, it's a volunteer army. You volunteered for it and brothers and sisters, we had a victory. So brothers and sisters to conduct spiritual warfare and begin to take back what the enemy has stolen from you. Go out and possess the land. Be blessed. I'll talk to you next week.